Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Blush. I'm Tiffany, and I'm here with Hiva. Hiva, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Tiff. Um, truth be told, I'm exhausted, but in a good way. But the thing that's giving me life right now is I've been dying to tell you this story and I've been saving it for the podcast. So here we are. I can finally tell you the story because I want all of our listeners to know this too. This is one of the crazier things that's happened to me. Okay. I'm so curious about this now. Wow. What a buildup. Back when I lived in DC, right before I moved to New York, I was getting massages from this one masseur who worked at a place. I'm not going to say where. He's gay, which is pretty relevant to the story. He gives the best massages I've ever had in my life. And I have been massaged a lot, like maybe by like more than 50 people. So I like, I know what I'm talking about. He gives good fucking massages. About a month ago, I'm in DC for my sister-in-law's baby shower. And I really fucked up my neck, like to the point where in the middle of the night when I woke up, I was like, I might be paralyzed. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can get up anymore. It's just the muscles in my traps and upper back had gotten bizarrely tight to the point where, I mean, it really felt like I couldn't move. And so while I'm in DC, I'm like, fuck, I really need to get a massage. Like, I need to figure something out. And I remembered that I used to get massages from this guy. Let's call him Mike. I go to see if he still works at the place where I was massaged by him. He doesn't. I then just start Googling his name and I see that he is actually running his own massage business now. And he had a phone number that you could text. So I texted him. He said he was uh, like out of town or busy or something, not important, whatever. He couldn't do it, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. Totally understand. This is what I wrote, actually. I'm just going to read it. Hi, Mike. This is Heva, your client at blank, blank, a million years ago. I'm in DC for the weekend. I know it's last minute, but any chance you would be available for a session today? He says, no, blah, blah, blah. And I said, cool. If you're ever in the city, let me know. That's it. Fast forward to last weekend. It's a Friday night. I got a text. It's a towel on the floor, his foot and like bottom half of his leg. So like knee down. And I'm like, that's odd. He clearly meant to send this to someone else, right? For like sure. that's yeah. the only thing. So I just respond to fire emojis because I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, like once I respond, he'll be like, oh shit, that's my client. And not like yeah. the dude that I meant to send this to. And this will end. He responds XOXOX and then sends me another video where he's clearly shirtless and it's like we sent, wait, head. the first one was a picture oh yeah though, right? sorry that was a picture then he sends okay. me a video he's shirtless it's of his face and he just says oh my god and that's it and I'm like all right whatever I do a haha double tap on it no big deal and then he wrote sorry drunk which I could have surmised but thank yeah. you <laughs> and then he sends me another video I started, he's like shirtless and he's kind of making a sound that's somewhere in between a cat sound and a cow sound. Okay. I watch a few seconds of it. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I figured it kind of ended after that. And then he wrote, use this or delete as blackmail. What? And I just double tapped, haha, whatever. 
The next day, I tell my mom the whole story, and she's like, there's no way he's even going to address it. And I was like, I think he'll apologize. And she was like, absolutely not. You're a client of his. Like, do you even (laughs) understand how embarrassed he must be? (laughs) He's just going to pretend this never happened. Sure enough, at 11.14 a.m. on Friday, he texts me, oh, my God, so sorry. First time tequila post-vaccine. I send two laughing, crying emojis, and I said I was dying. No need to apologize. He responds, I don't know if I told you, I used to study Butoh. It clearly informs my performance art. Laughing, crying emojis. I think it's my way of working through quarantine body issues. LOL. Love you. Have an amazing weekend. Appreciate your refined humor. I write back, have a beautiful weekend, heart, heart. If you're ever in NYC, let me know. Friday night, I go out with Aussie. The next morning, we're laying in bed, and by morning, I mean 2 p.m. apparently, (laughs) and um, Mike sends another video, this time of like a garden or something. Not that interesting. And so I start telling Aussie the whole story, and I start playing the videos, and then I realize that second video that I mentioned, there's a lot to it that I missed on the first (laughs) go-around. This is why I don't get massages, by the way. <laughs> this, is this is why. A public service announcement against yeah. massages. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to send it to you, to you, Tiffany. I want you to watch okay. the whole thing. I want to get your natural, authentic reactions to this video. And then afterwards, we'll explain it. I can't wait until Mike listens to the podcast and realizes he made it on. <laughs> By the way, my mom, has, like, at that next day, when after I told her the full story, she's like, you have to delete the video, blah, blah, stop telling people about it, blah, blah, you're ruining his <laughs> reputation. And I'm like, I'll just talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. He's but the one that sent it. Okay, and in, in all fairness, I'm not saying anything that in any way could reveal no. his identity. Oh, it just came through. Oh my god. Okay. We have a podcast, okay? Don't fuck with us if you don't want it to be on the podcast. Yeah, this should be a PSA. If you're ever a bitch to me, I will talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few names lined up already. So Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I'm about to press. Okay. Oh god. Oh, I'm you have to watch it all the way through. Is he okay? (gasps) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (gasps) No. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (sighs) How long is this? I don't want to watch this anymore. This is horrific. (gasps) Oh, my God. He sends this to his clients. What is he doing? He's like... Doing some weird stomach stuff. Why is he sticking his stomach in and out like that? And then... I mean, he said he's working through body image issues. <laughs> I have watched this video four times <laughs> now, which is four guys, times too to many. Go to our Instagram account. It'll... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're about to get kicked there. off Instagram. Okay, yeah. how would you uh, explain this video? I don't even know where to start. He is filming himself... Like, you are underneath him. Like, the POV, He's straddling the phone. Yeah, he's straddling the phone. He is butt-ass naked. The only thing he's wearing is a nipple piercing. And he is doing some... He's, like, sticking his stomach out and then in. And he's almost, like, moving his penis around the camera. And then he's 
grabbing his penis and like showing the camera his taint and his like butthole yeah that's one of my favorite parts personally <laughs> it's yeah he he so he's standing above the camera so you're getting a nice straddled view and he pulls yeah. his dick up so that you can get a better glimpse at his taint and balls which it's uh, one of the most <laughs> horrific things honestly i've ever seen and i've seen some horrific videos from men and this has to take the cake listen i grew up in germany like porn was just yeah. on tv all this the isn't time porn. like i have this seen some porn. things <laughs> this is i mean ima- okay imagine laying in bed <laughs> with Aussie I'm like oh hilarious like he sends me this dumb video of himself making a bizarre sound because I had no idea where this is going by the way I had a full-fledged conversation with him where I'm like haha it's so funny like yeah, it's what? not funny it's not funny I take it so, back it's so inappropriate that he sent that to you well, also I don't know why you would want anyone to see yourself like that I have no doubt in my mind that he does not have the slightest clue who I am. Like when I texted him, hey, it's Heva, your client from a million years ago. I think he just thinks Heva is a different person and he never connect because there's no way he thinks it's me. Like there's no way he would send that. I don't even know why he would remember me. Why would you send that to anyone? Anyone, ever. Anyone. I don't care who he thinks it is. Like, who in the world is like, I'm going to take this and send it to this person. (laughs) If he is ever in New York, you have to promise me right now you will not meet up with this guy. I'm not going to lie, Tiffany. He gives the best massage i I don't care no kiva you're not he is not allowed anywhere near you this guy is insane and as someone that is crazy i'm afraid okay that speaks volumes on that note let's speak on what we're speaking on this week which is the netflix show sex life if you haven't watched the show it's not a big deal we're not going to get that deep into it we'll just explain why we wanted to talk about it. So just to say what the show is about, and just to preface this, I've only watched half the first season. He was watched the entire first season. And this isn't going to be a spoiler. We're not going to spoil any plot points. We're just going to be talking about themes that the show deals with, which is extremely universal. But just to give a gist of what the show is about, it's about a wife and a mother who has seemingly the perfect life in Connecticut, suburbs, upper class, and she just had two babies. She's gorgeous. She's played by Sarah Shahi, who, shout out, she's half Persian, so we automatically love her. Love. And she starts having sort of feelings, something starts erupting inside of her for her ex-boyfriend who she had a tumultuous relationship with eight years ago. Those feelings are coming back and she kind of doesn't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. And it starts affecting her everyday life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great synopsis. I originally wanted to talk about this because just watching the first episode, I was like, wow, they're really illustrating this concept from attachment theory really well that we constantly talk about. So just to recap, attachment theory is a branch of psychology that talks about how you form attachments to people and 
there's kind of three broad types of attachment styles. They're secure. So these are just functional, healthy people who can be with someone but cannot be with someone. And then there's um, anxious attachment. These are people who are really preoccupied with the idea of being with someone romantically. And they, you know, tend to be clingy and needy and this and that. And then there's avoidant attachment styles who are people who have a bit of issue with intimacy and commitment and whatnot. And so there's this concept in attachment theory that people who are anxiously attached tend to be attracted to people who are avoidant attachment. And when they date someone who's securely attached, they get really bored and uninterested. I thought that this show initially, I thought that this show really illustrated it well because her husband is amazing. You know, he's successful. He treats her so well. He's doting. He's this, he's that. He's good looking. Like it's so hot. I would argue that he's hotter than the other guy. That's not her husband. Her ex is Brad, right? Isn't that his name? Yes. Okay. I actually wanted to talk to you about this historically. And by historically, I mean, up until like somewhere in the past year, I would have always said that her husband is hotter. But something changed in me in this past year where I now think Brad is like the hottest guy who has ever walked the earth. And I, her husband, I'm just like, ugh, how vanilla, like how boring. Oh, I think the husband, he looks like a dollar store Chris Pine, kind of. Like he's on the same, tr- no, you don't think so? I Okay, I don't know who Chris Pine is. Um uh- <laughs> damn it he's He's, in the same realm as chris pine he's in the same section of the grocery store as jason bateman so of course you think he's hot that's true but i do think the husband's hot like he has no he's he's unbelievably handsome like he's like a ken doll like he's and this isn't one of those shows where the woman like is you know in her suburban life and bored because her husband is neglecting her and always at work and she's stuck at home with the kids all the time and has no time to herself and has no time with her husband no her husband's actually like super attentive to her Not in the bedroom. He hasn't eaten her out in like a year and a half. Okay. That is part of the problem. By the way, I hate that phraseology for some reason. It makes me really uncomfortable. Which one? Eating out. I don't know why. You can use it. No, it's fine. You can use it. I just, I think it's interesting that it makes me so uncomfortable. Gone down on her? Is that better? Yeah, I like going down. I like oral sex, cunnilingus. I mean, anything works except for eating out. But you can say it. I'm just, I don't know why it makes me so uncomfortable. Okay, sexually, he's not that whatever, but it's not out of, it doesn't come out of a bad place. I think he just... Like, it's just, I'm saying he's not one of those, like, jackass husbands that you see in typical movies and TV. Like, it's not, like, a Lifetime movie where the husband is, like, out having affairs and, like, partying with his friends and not paying attention to his wife. That's not it. I think he's just very vanilla in the bedroom. He's very vanilla. That's a great way of putting it. But he's a great dad and and does love his wife for sure. When he realizes that she's struggling, he goes above and beyond to try to make their relationship better. And anyone that's like been in a relationship, sometimes you know your partner needs something and you can try extremely hard and you might get close. 
but it might just not be in you. Like, I think as much as he's trying, I don't think it's authentic to who he is. And that's not his fault. It's just like, he's not the Brad guy who's this like stallion of a man who's just like, and again, this isn't a spoiler, but he's like that type of guy. I keep noticing, and I, this is not a spoiler. He loves fingering women. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel like every scene he's just fingering. I didn't even pay attention to that. We were, I was watching it. I was like, oh, here we go. Another scene <laughs> where his finger is inside. But he's just a very sexually erotic man. Yeah, he's very sexual. He's adventurous. He has a motorcycle. He's the head of a record label. He has this sick, sick, sick Soho apartment. I mean, it's he he's so hot. Like I'm just I'm so not into him. I don't know what it says about me that I'm so into him because like I used to always from the time I was a kid up until this year exclusively be into guys who I think are like safe secure like easy like I know wouldn't cheat whereas this guy I don't know I guess I probably wouldn't date him in real life but he's so hot I was thinking if she was a man that wasn't sexually satisfied in her marriage or relationship that would be super normal right like you just assume that a guy that's married is not sexually satisfied I don't know how many movies and tv shows I've watched where the guy's just like constantly trying to have sex with his wife and his wife is like constantly turning him down. This is the first time I've seen the woman is like, please have sex with me. And the guy is not as excited. But I also think that our reactions are like, I know I made a comment to you, Tiffany, where I was like, wow, it's shocking how little of a shit she gives about her kids. (laughs) And then I had to reflect on that. And I was like, you know what? If this were a man, I would have never said that. Like we judge things differently based on gender. 1000%. Like, I think it's tough to watch a show aside from judging the acting and the writing to not sort of be like, bitch, you have this great husband. You have these like cute little kids, like just enjoy your life and shut the fuck up. Right. Like I'm sure so many people are watching that and thinking that, and they do have a point, but also is it fair for her if her sexual and I think also like her emotional needs aren't being met? Is that fair? No. And like, what is she just supposed to resign to a life of bad sex and like not being fulfilled like is that what we're arguing for instead but at the same time what is the right like if like if you were her what would you do I don't I don't I don't even know where to begin I think it's a little bit tough because I do think she loves her husband like I don't think there's any part of her that doesn't love him there's just a huge thing that's missing and then there's a a few other things I think that are also missing But I think part of being in a relationship is you realize that your partner isn't necessarily going to give you every single thing that you want and need from a partner. And at some point you have to kind of stop and think like, what can I live without and what can't I live without? Like, can I get everything that I want out of one person? And I mean, the answer to that is no. And so like, what are you going to prioritize? No one really talks about this, but I feel like I know and have heard of couples that 
are in open relationships. And I think it's probably for this reason. Yeah. Oh, I have so many friends who are non-monogamous. It's, it's like very common in the woo-woo world. So I, I know a lot of that. And yeah, I mean, that it is for that reason. But like, if you want to be monogamous, you do have to think about, I mean, I think if you want to be monogamous, then probably good sex is one of the things that you're gonna need to get from your partner right I mean that's just by definition but I think here's the only thing and I'm not trying to defend her I feel like when she met this guy her husband she had been having a lot of good sex but these guys were batshit crazy they would hurt her they would break her heart so then when she got stability I bet you in that moment she was like honestly I rather have the stability. And I don't think the sex was bad. Like she says, like the sex was good. It just wasn't like freaky deaky type sex. It was good sex. And then as time went on, the sex wasn't as, I don't think it was ever crazy, but it wasn't necessarily as good either. And she starts missing that. I don't think in the beginning though, she realized that she was going to miss it. Yeah, honestly, I related to this a lot because I feel like she, so she's dating Brad on and off for, you know, however long, and she's just so hurt by him because he's so inconsistent and does all this shit that I'm not going to get into because I don't want to spoil anything. And so when that finally fully ends, she kind of immediately afterwards meets her husband and he's so secure and stable and he's giving her exactly what she was missing. And so she just jumps for it. And I, you know, I recently kind of did that in a situation where, I mean, it's not that comparable, but, you know, I was kind of seeing someone who like wasn't committing and I was super, super into him. And then when that ended, I met this guy who was, you know, very clear that he wanted to commit and stuff. And so I think that blinded me to other potential issues. And because I was kind of hurt by this other person, I just jumped in it head first. And I think this is a really good lesson to not jump into something just because you're hurt by someone else. I mean, obviously my situation turned out a lot better because I didn't just like pop out a bunch of kids. So (laughs) I was able to walk away pretty easily. But, you know, I think it's a bit of a cautionary tale to like really take time to heal after you've been hurt before entering into something with someone else. 1000%. And I think the tricky thing is too is Whenever we end a relationship and we go into a new one, we're typically highly sensitive to the thing that we weren't getting in the previous relationship. And that's what we yearn for the most. But we're not necessarily looking at all the other things that we need. And it's really tough to predict how you're going to feel in like five, six years. Like maybe in that moment, you're like, this is all great. I'm fine with this. The sex is good. Like everything's fine. And then in five years, like with her, she's sitting there and realizing, oh, wait, these were things that maybe I turned a little bit of a blind eye to because it wasn't that big of a deal. But now I'm realizing it's kind of a big deal. I don't know how you predict that. No, but I think that if she had taken time after things ended with Brad, I think that could have helped. Like, I think she would have had some clarity and been like, you know what? I really loved this, this, and this, but I didn't like this. So I want to find someone that I can have those other things with and not these other things that being said I mean I don't really think she's done anything wrong 
And I don't, I've said it before, I, I don't know what I would do if I was her. I think with women, a lot of the times we suppress because of society what we really need and want, especially when it comes to sex. And I think eventually it all comes to the surface one way or another. And honestly, I mean, like you should be going down on her. Like men who are listening, I hope this is... A s- <laughs> a warning a wake up for call. you yeah wake yeah. up call like go down on your women I mean this isn't you know we're not teenagers anymore it's ludicrous in my opinion to be in a long-term relationship with someone and to not be giving oral sex yeah especially if that's something that your partner wants right yeah. like I think a lot of the times as women when I talk to my girlfriends we are more hyper aware of our man's needs. And I think sometimes with the men, not all men, and I, I don't want to like brush, like I'm not trying to generalize, but I think sometimes men forget that women also have needs, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's intentional. I think sometimes they forget. And I think this show is a reminder that like, yeah, women also have certain sexual needs, no matter how long they've been married or how old they are, or if they're a mother, there's still things that they want. You know what I just thought of? I kind of feel like, him being less sexual lately is also maybe in part because he was like, well, she just had kids. Let me lay off her. Like, let me like as though sex is this thing that's only for the man's pleasure. And he's like, well, let me take this burden off her for a while because she has these kids. A thousand percent. Which is so ludicrous and it's so sexist. It's only going to result in her now yearning for her ex. Yeah. So honestly, I kind of think between not going down on her and having this general attitude, the husband deserves what he's getting. I mean, there's multiple instances, and this isn't a spoiler because it kind of happens in the first episode sort of, where he's like sort of shutting her down in a way. From what I remember, and I don't know if it changes throughout the show or if this was just my perception throughout the show, I feel like he really was trying really, really hard with her. I just don't think that he's capable of being what she wants. No, I think sometimes, and that's, I think, the biggest dilemma is when you're in a relationship with someone, what do you sacrifice? And if you make that sacrifice in four or five years or in six years or however long, in six months, are you going to look back and be like, oh shit, I actually do need this. We don't normalize changing our minds. Like that's not a normal thing. Once you make a decision, I don't know why it's like you have to stick to this. I think that's her struggle is that she has kind of changed a little bit of how she feels and she doesn't know how to grasp it. Because we're not allowed to. Yeah, especially, I mean, as a woman with kids. Like, could you imagine what people would say if she leaves him? Yeah, she's like, I left my husband because he wasn't going down on me. (laughs) Like, people would be like, what a selfish bitch. You have kids together. Like, you have to make it work. Like, how dare you break apart your uh, home just to, you know, be sexually satisfied. Yeah, and look, to a certain degree... I don't disagree. Like, I do think once you, I do take marriage seriously. I think everybody does. Like, once you commit, you should try and stick it out. And I don't know if that's, like, sufficient reason enough to, like, break up your marriage. But I do get it. Like, it's fucked. 
I also will say, I don't think it's just the sex. I think she misses like her life in New York. I think she, miss, I mean, you know, like all of us miss being younger sometimes. You know, I get nostalgic sometimes for, you know, my early 20s when I was partying a lot and stuff. Not that much, but sometimes I do. You know, she was in a PhD program, which she gave up. I think that's a big thing. I think that she's now like a wife and a mother and she doesn't have much for herself. Like she doesn't really have close friends where they live, like friends that she actually can talk to and open up to it doesn't seem like she even really has like hobbies she's just kind of doing the suburban wife and mom thing god that sounds like a nightmare it scares me so much it's so scary the show is honestly like my saw like I don't know how I feel about it yeah like the (laughs) ring I could handle just fine Samara adorable if I ever have a daughter I'm naming her Samara I hope she's equally as creepy as the girl in the ring but this show no cannot it's scary it's really scary because she essentially has it all and she's so unhappy and I think A lot of people are like that. I think especially as women, we think we have to get married. We have to have kids. Like we have to be a mother. And then there's so many that do it. And they're like, this is not what I want. Yeah. And I don't think it's talked about enough because when you hear about kids, like everyone's like, oh my God, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's the reason I live. It's the reason I breathe, like blah, blah. No one's out here being like, you know what? It's kind of fucking, I mean, some people say it's hard, but I feel like no one's like, yeah, I'm a little resentful sometimes. Yeah, and you can't take it back. No. Like, I can't, you know, like, if I buy something from Zara and I'm like, "Mm, I don't like this, I can go return it. You can't pop out a fucking child and be like, just kidding, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I hate admitting this because I love my dog wholeheartedly. I, she's amazing. I could sing her praises for days on end. But there are times where I'm a little bit resentful of her. I'm a little bit, you know, when she, God, recently had like so many diarrhea births. She's actually super sick. It's She's been going through a really Aww. hard time. Um, but, you know, when I had to like machine wash my rug for the fourth time in two weeks because she got diarrhea everywhere, I was a little annoyed. Or when I just yeah. want to impromptu go on vacation, but I have to nail down a dog sitter. Like there are times where the loss of freedom for me it does bother me and I do feel, you know, kind of rooted because of her. And I also feel this pressure to find like a co-parent for my dog <laughs> so that I don't have to do it all alone. He was and- a single mom, essentially. <laughs> yes. She is. God, if any single actual like single like human moms are listening, they're going to be like, you are just the whiniest bitch. That's they just turned lived. it off. Actually, yeah. they're no longer listening. They're like, we're done. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like that's a fucking dog. Like I fully acknowledge yeah. how much easier a dog is than a human being. Yeah, a hundred percent. A human being, you can't leave alone for the entire day while you go run errands. You know, with a dog, like I never have to worry about my dog. You know, developing a drug problem. I never have to worry about my <laughs> <Could> dog. <you laughs> Sam. I mean, she would. (laughs) Sam's just like doing lines in the corner. (laughs) That does kind of sound like her speed. (laughs) (laughs) Literally speed. No, it's 100%. I was talking to my dad the other day about uh, having kids and and he was like, it's just like you have cats. 
was like, Dad, it's not like cats. It's nothing like no. the twins. Are you kidding me? We locked the twins in the room today because we had people uh, here and they, you know, they have their own issues. But I couldn't do that with a child. I couldn't be like, oh, someone's coming in to do work on the place. I'm going to just lock you in this room for like six hours. Like the kid would, I don't even know what horrific thing could happen. You can't. You can't do that. Like, we're going out of town. We're boarding the cats. You can't board a child <laughs> for, like, a week. You can't do these things. I was like, Dad, it's not. And also, the twins didn't come out of me. Their teen mom birthed them in a fucking sewer. Like, I have to also get the fucking kid outside of my vagina. My vagina's probably going to be torn to fucking shreds after that. Never going to look the same. I don't care what anyone tells me. That's not the part that bothers me. The part that bothers me is like, what the fuck do I do with the child afterwards? You know what I worry? Like, what if I don't like the kid? I don't think my parents like me that much. No, no, no. Let me backtrack. They love (laughs) me. They love me. But I don't think they like me that much. Like, I don't think my, like, if, if we just met at a party, I don't think they'd be like, oh, let's hang out with this chick. She seems cool. I think they'd be like, why is she making weird sounds? Like, why is she running around like a psycho? Like, I don't really love, the, like, like this girl that much, but they love me. The, and that's what I'm getting at. I think if you don't like your kid, you'll still love your kid. Yes, of course. Because there's a biological connection there. But yeah, I don't think my parents... Wait, why don't you think your parents like you, though? Or do you know definitively they don't like you? Or you just, it's a gut feeling? And we just were very different. You know, they're kind of like Iranian parents, and I'm not like that. You know, I'm very just like loud and annoying. I mean, I don't like me that much. No, I I think your mom likes you. I don't. I haven't been around your dad enough to say definitively <laughs> on how he feels towards you, but I've interacted with you and your mom a lot more and I've seen your mom more around you. And I do think your mom likes you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, they do love me. That's, I don't doubt yeah, that of course. one bit. I just, I think that maybe like if they were in a store and they had like a pick of a few, I don't think they would have picked me, but really that's so interesting I think my dad definitely likes me but I also think my dad and I are very similar I think we understand each other I think we have very similar like personality stuff and I definitely think my dad really likes me yeah must be nice (laughs) (laughs) can't relate I don't know what that would feel like Again, they love me. They're really great to me. They, I mean, their entire lives revolve around my brother and my happiness. Like, they love me. But I just think I can be a little annoying towards them sometimes. I, like, I think as a kid, I was just talking a lot. And I think it was really annoying. Like, I just, I want, like, I always wanted to do stuff that they didn't want to do. And... <laughs> Like, I wanted to, like, travel and do, like, fun shit, and they don't really like doing fun things. You know what, though? I think it's almost the opposite with my dad, where I think we became a lot closer when I became an adult. Mm -hmm. 
I think as a kid, he didn't really know how to deal with me as a child. Mm -hmm. But I think now that I'm an adult and we can have adult conversations, like I almost think my dad really likes me, but doesn't necessarily like love me. <laughs> like, I think he likes me now because I'm more of like, he can just talk to me about stuff. Like we can yeah. have conversations and stuff. Like when I was younger, I don't think he knew what the hell to say to me as a child. And now he does. He's way more comfortable. So I almost think my dad really likes me and thinks like we can have really great conversations, but maybe doesn't like love me in like the way your parents do. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That's also really common with men. They say that men bond with their children more and more as they get older because oh, okay that makes sense yeah like women you know carried the child for nine months and so they have a stronger intuitive ability to you know nurture the child there's something else I feel like this might be a spoiler but it's fine that we need to talk about going back to mm -hmm. sex life mm -hmm. that it's I'm sorry this is going to be a spoiler if you have not watched up to episode three minute 20 <laughs> but it's all over tiktok so it's i can't everywhere. imagine that we're spoiling it for you first no there is a full frontal shot of the ex-boyfriend brad i had to google if that was a body double or a prosthetic and they say it's not right he said it was his but Oh, he said it? The actor said that it was his? I'm pretty sure he did an interview where he said it was. It, it was not a prosthetic. It was not a body double. It was fully his genitals. <laughs> I mean, he must be a shower, not a grower, right? Like, there's no way it gets bigger when it's hard. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> like, it's insane. Do you think that... They, like, didn't even intend on doing that, but they just casted this actor, and then, like, someone saw him naked at some point. They were like, whoa, we should write that into the show. <laughs> I don't know how that came up, but it is, it is crazy. Like, it is, it is insanity. I mean, congratulations to him. Um, also, I really like that we're at a place in time in you know, the course of civilization where we now show full frontal men on screens because we have not been doing a whole lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity in this show, uh, a lot of nudity, but it is for both genders, which I really do appreciate. It's not just the main actress that's constantly naked, even though she is as well. It's both male leads are also showing a ton of nudity and it's really honestly refreshing to see that. Yeah. Agreed. Cause it's always been women. And I, I get that a woman's body is maybe more, more like attractive. Quote, yeah. Like more <laughs> yeah. attractive to look at. I understand that. I get the reasoning behind it, but it's just not fair. It's like, it's not yeah. fair that women are always having to like be topless and show everything. And the guy is like, Nothing, you know, just yeah. fully clothed. And I think it goes back to this societal thing of, and this is very heteronormative, but whatever, you know, 
like straight men are horny and sex is all about them and they want to see naked women whereas like straight women are uh you know don't care so we don't need to show a naked man for their viewing pleasure or whatever you know what i mean I just want it to be, like, realistic. And I yeah. hate watching the sex scenes where, like, the woman, you can, like, basically see the inside of her vagina and the guy <laughs> is wearing, like, jeans and a turtleneck. It's like, <laughs> stop. Like, that's not real. Like, it's not real. Who has sex like that? Like, what? So it's just nice that if they're going to show it, it's at least authentic to some degree. It's probably the most authentic part of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it still blows my mind that that's real. And I will say, I think it might be a little too much. Oh, I I was like, holy crap, but I'm not necessarily, that's not, that seems like it wouldn't be fun. I mean, I'm in, I'm curious about it, like from a scientific standpoint. <laughs> like, <laughs> For science, yes. Oh, well, he's actually dating the main actress in real life. Yeah, which is also crazy. And I have to say, I am a huge fan of the two of them together. I think they're super hot. Um, you know, I like relate to her a little bit because she's half Persian. And, you know, I would love to have me like a gigantic man like him, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's really tall, too. That's what I mean. Like, he's yeah, just like the yeah. tall, big, hot guy, whatever. Uh, you know, super cute, whatever. They comment on each other's Instagrams so much. It could be promotion for the show. Uh, which is well done. I can't believe I'm about to make this analogy. But okay. I feel like you and I <laughs> are sometimes like publicly affectionate. <laughs> Why? <laughs> But it's few and far between. It's not like every day we're sitting there being like, oh, my God, I love you so much. I mean, we comment on each other's shit, but that's to be supportive. Although I think the best possible story arc for this podcast would be if you and I realized we were gay and started dating. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like throughout the course of doing this podcast, all of a sudden one day we're like, oh, my God, I'm in love with Tiffany. Like that's who I actually want to be with. No, but honestly, like all jokes aside, like I have probably like three really close girlfriends and obviously you're one of them. And I will say, I think if like in another world, like one of us was a guy, like I think you become, I would probably date them and marry them. Yeah. Like why else would you be close? I mean, obviously yeah. if we're close, there's no sexual aspect to it because we're both, you know, for the most part. Unfortunately had our own. Yeah, for the you know, give or take a few tequila shots straight. <laughs> but I do think, like, you know, I probably, I wish I could, honestly. Yeah. Sexuality is not a fucking choice, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it were, why would anyone choose to be into men? Men and women <laughs> alike, right? We would all choose women, right? Like, we're clear on that, right? <laughs> Like, that is the more desirable choice between the two. I was talking to a guy, and he was like, you know, I'm going on, on dates and stuff, and more and more women are just saying that they're into women. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't blame them. Well, we're all going to be fucking lesbians at this rate. <laughs> Our uh, series finale for this podcast, me and Kiva, just making the announcement that we've decided to just date each other. <laughs> 
I really, if I were producing the show, I think that's like after eight or nine seasons, you know, yeah. then like we finally were like, you know what? I think we should marry each other. But no, but like, let's take this back to sex life. If yeah. she was a lesbian, do you think they'd be having this issue? Sh- they would 100% be eating each other out. Like, yeah, that would, that would, yeah. <laughs> no, no, she no. wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't. There's and no she wouldn't have had all those issues with Brad either. No. God, what a life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in conclusion, to avoid this scenario, <laughs> be a lesbian. Yeah. Well, you asked me earlier, what would you do in her situation? I would be a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. Maybe I, I get that sexuality isn't a choice. I can't just wake up and choose to be a lesbian. But I don't know. Maybe if I got pushed to the fucking edge like that, fuck it. I, I do think that like the vast majority, if not all people, are somewhere on a spectrum rather mm-hmm. than fully straight or fully gay. And I do think that for a lot of people, it's so repressed because of societal norms. So I do really hope that one day I'll wake up and be like, you know what? I've been gay this entire time. I've just been repressing it because of society. And now I can go live my fully queer life with my hot ass girlfriend who like she can pop out the baby. She can take care of the baby. Like I would if I were a lesbian, I would have a child. No hesitation. A thousand percent. I know a lesbian couple. One of them got pregnant and now the other one's pregnant with the second child. How nice is that? They just took turns. Like imagine raising a child with another woman instead of a man. So much easier. Honestly, I feel like half my anxiety about having kids just went away. Yeah, it would be amazing. Again, I would do it. No question. No question. She would understand everything. We wouldn't have that stress. Oh, my God. Maybe like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think that's pretty much the conclusion (laughs) is if you're kind of on the verge of maybe thinking about coming out of the closet or you've been suppressing certain thoughts, we're here to tell you is go for it. Honestly. Go for it. I can think of nothing better. Also, how fucking insensitive is this? Like, up until, like, two years ago, gay people are being, like, persecuted (laughs) for being gay. And we're like, it's so desirable. (laughs) No, look, are there there issues within society and rights that is not favorable towards them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But in terms of intimate relationships and, like, building a life together... Just in the in the personal sense, yeah, 100%. I think they have the upper hand. They really do. I do too. Yeah. I do too. So, all right. Well, I guess that's the uh, that's the conclusion <laughs> on sex life. <laughs> You're welcome for this. Um, you know, if <laughs> you haven't watched do... the show yet, I don't know that you need to. <laughs> what is the giveaway that we should be doing? What is our giveaway? Should we send the video? Is it like sexual harassment? Like, can I potentially be arrested for sending that to someone? Potentially. Oh, you know what we could do for the giveaway? What? This is going to be a really specific one. But if you are in New York City and you hit up Hiva, she will show you the video in person. Oh, my God. Because we can't text it. We can't send it to anybody. No. And um, I will, like, blur out his face 
Should we just not even partake in the video bullshit for the giveaway? Hold on, let me think. You know what? I could screen grab a specific part of the video where you can't <laughs> see his face. I could recreate the video with like one of the twins. Oh my God. That's it. Okay, to enter into the giveaway, <laughs> screenshot this episode, share it in your stories, and tag at Blush Pod. <laughs> Tiffany, for the winner, will take her twin cats and recreate <laughs> the video yeah. we just watched and describe to you. Yeah, I'll put the camp my phone on the floor, and then basically I'll have whichever cat will comply. <laughs> Peta's gonna like really. <laughs> you know what, Peta? I've been vegan for over four years, so I'm gonna need you to relax. Yeah. Um, it's really gonna be me just putting one of the cats over my phone and filming them. Like that's that's what you're gonna get. And they already make cat sounds, so that's yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> He's making brand. cat noises in the video. We're like halfway there, yeah. honestly. <laughs> all right well on that note we love you guys thank you so much for listening love you guys